Welcome to the latest podcast in the Workplace series from the People Mentor, Nicola Richardson. Hi, welcome to the latest podcast from Nicola at the People Mentor. Today we are interviewing Kerry Coleman, whose business is Kerry Coleman Social. Welcome, Kerry. Hi there. Hi, um, I'm looking forward to hearing a bit about your business, um, what it is and how long it's been going. Do you want to tell us a little bit? Yeah, so um, I run my own um, digital marketing agency uh, specialising in social media for premium and luxury brands. Um, and it's been running for uh, two years, two and a half years almost now. Um, my background is in digital marketing anyway and then I retrained I took formal training in social media so I can now specialize in that all right okay so I think sometimes we think people just fall into um, doing a business with social media but you've done training was that quite intense yeah it was a six-month online course and it was with a company called Digital Mums and their aim is to get mums with a PR communications marketing background back into work and it's to offer mums flexible working so they don't have to work in an office and they can fit their work around their children, um, school pickups, school holidays, things like that. So it was a really useful course for me. Um, so yeah, it was uh, six months online and you also had, um, you, it was, um, you have what's called live learning. So yeah. you were given a client to work with while you were working on, while you were still learning, while ah. you were learning the course. So by the time you finished, you had about five months client training. So um, it was great. It wasn't just that you were learning, but you actually had hands-on experience as well. Yeah, that's really good, isn't it? Um, especially working with a client. So you're going through all the, um, all the experiences and learning at the same time, all the lessons where it doesn't quite go right. And yeah, really yeah. good. I've heard of digital mums as well. So um, okay. <laughs> um, I'm sure, I've, I don't know whether it was you, to be quite honest, but there was somebody who'd written some articles around the chances they'd given her and how it had made a huge difference to her. Yeah. So, um, it's a really good thing. I just think she'd won it in a competition. How lucky was that? Oh, well, we're very lucky because it's not cheap. <laughs> no, exactly. So, yeah, very, very lucky. Okay. So, do you specialise in um, particular channels? You know, um, when I hear um, people talk about social media, I'm always like, well, what do they mean when they help you with it? So Yeah, so, um, I mean, I work on all the major channels. So, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram. I probably favour the more creative uh, channels, so Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram. I do like Twitter because it is very chatty. Um, But because because of my background, I specialise in working with retail and e-commerce businesses. So I tend to find that they work better on Facebook, Pinterest and Instagram. So I do um, specialise on those channels. Um, and anything that's sort of quite creative. I know I should do more on LinkedIn for my own personal business, but um, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? You sort of, uh, you know, if you're a painter, your house is never never decorated nicely because you never get around to doing it. Yeah. So, um, but I know right. I I have to do more on LinkedIn because that that is where my 
you know, my customers are my clients, mm. but I much prefer to be on the more creative channels. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's difficult as well, isn't it? Because um, you, you're, you're going where the majority of your clients will be anyway. Um, I love LinkedIn, I have to say, um, but I think there's been a sea shift on it over the last six months to a year I do think it's quite different from what it was a couple of years ago mm. so I do love it um, and I've actually just made the decision to narrow down because I was spread over too many things and I just wasn't coping and I think I think that's where somebody like you comes in really useful um, and that's my dream of having somebody who can support me with it um, but I do always wonder how do you um, the, the the way the person thinks and the, the kind of because I was concerned about it's I'm struggling here how to say it but you know I write a certain way so mm -hmm. your tone it, of voice yeah yeah um well when I first work with a client if I'm doing strategy work with them then we go through a whole process of finding out who their target market who their target customer is um you know we don't just start sort of posting on the channels because I need to know exactly who we're targeting and you know what who that customer is what they're all about um and so I do go through a bit of branding a bit of a branding exercise with my clients when they first come on board where we we talk about the tone of voice you know the sort of words that I'm allowed to use and the content um yeah, sort of, um, you know, who they aspire to be, what brands they aspire to be, you know, if they were a celebrity, if their brand was a celebrity, who would it be? Those types of questions. So I really get into the understanding of the brand. Mm. That's really important because if you are writing content on behalf of the business, it needs to be in their tone of voice and it needs to be reflective of their brand. And particularly because I work with premium luxury brands, there's, a set, there's you know, certain things you can say and, and don't say and um, certain ways of doing things so certainly with the luxury brands they're not you know you wouldn't do promotions they're not into they're not into heavy discounts or anything like that so mm. if there is a promotion you have to sort of word it in a particular way um, so, mm. so yeah there's there's a whole sort of episode of branding that go that happened before any any other any social media work happens mm. interesting that that's nice to know about so what made you start your business um, well, uh, my background is in uh, digital marketing and um, I, uh, so I, I started out working for the White Company, I worked for them for five years and left there as a web marketing manager. I then went for a, um, a step up and became head of direct marketing at Links London and I was really enjoying that role but the husband I had at the time relocated to Wiltshire from London and I couldn't cope with the commute anymore. So I mm -hmm. decided to cut my hours down and I did part time. Uh, but while I was at Links to London, I had project managed a new website build for Links to London. So they had a sort of all singing, all dancing website. It was mm -hmm. fantastic. And I got heavily involved in that and really enjoyed it. And it just happened that the XMD of the white company phoned me up out of the blue and said he'd bought a business and that he wanted a new website and could I come and project manage it? And uh, mm. he said, oh, you know, can you work from home and can you, can you um, be freelance? So it just sort of fell into my lap. So I thought, oh, brilliant. And then I, I just got more and more clients through that 
be as you know being a, um, a website project manager so that's when I worked for Sweaty Betty and I worked for Josephine Home and I worked for Thomas Light Handbags um, and that was all going really well I then had some sort of personal issues in 2012 and decided to take a break from work from working with clients and had several years out um, met my new husband and had a, had another baby and um, I just decided that you know I, I needed to do something I really wanted to do something an old client of mine just happened to phone me up out of the blue and say can you come do it you know one day a week for us just working in marketing just do what you can and while I was there I was looking after their Facebook page mm-hmm. now in my previous roles social media hadn't been around for business so it was all very new to me I didn't really know what I was doing but you know I just they, my client was very good and just said you know just see what you can do and um I realized I really enjoyed it and can see the benefits of it for mm-hmm. um, for a business. And so I had the idea that I would find more clients for social media specifically. Mm-hmm. But because I'd been out of the industry for so long and it's such a fast paced industry, it moves on so much so quickly. I didn't feel like I was an expert in the field and I, and I didn't feel comfortable going to clients and say, I know social media when I hadn't actually had any formal training. So that's when I seeked out the mm. course. And um, well, I think the course found me, actually. It was a Facebook ad, ironically, that um, I responded <laughs> to. Um, and, yeah, I did the course. It was a six-month course. And then I, you know, finished that and, and have been working ever since. So, so that's, mm. um, you know, that's where it all sort of stemmed from, mm. um, but my background has always been in marketing and digital marketing specifically. And I, I just love it. I, you know, I do love how it cha- is forever changing. It's mm. not stagnant. You're always having to learn. So uh, I really yeah. enjoy it. I love that story because, you know, that that just shows that you you need to be fairly go with the flow because you never know what's around that corner. It's very true. Yes. Yeah. And um yeah, no, that was really interesting. I love some of your phrasing there as well. <laughs> so that's something probably I, I would love to talk to you about another day. It was just some of the things you said. I, oh. I love the way you love your language. Thank you for that. Oh. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to ask you what your favourite social media channel is. What's the one that you really like? Um, I think I like them all for different reasons. Um, I think, as I said before, I'm more creative. So I do favor Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram. I love Instagram. I have a a passion for photography. I'm just not very good at it. Um, So I do love Instagram for the beautiful photographs. You know, I could just sit and and just flick through all day. I just love it. I love Pinterest because it's so useful. So when I got married the second time, I used it to create mood boards for my wedding. Um, We've just renovated our house, so I used it to create boards for um, our rooms. Um, I use it for everything, just to get inspiration. Um, And again, beautiful pictures. So I love Pinterest for that reason. Mm. And then Facebook is just great for, you know, on a personal level for keeping up with you know friends and family you know people who I don't particularly see on a day-to-day basis but it's really nice to keep in touch so I do really like that channel from a personal level and from a business level I think you can do so much on Facebook in terms of really getting to know your customer and chatting with them and and sparking up conversation and and um yeah sort of really building your brand and uh your you know your 
your brand values within mm. Facebook, I think is, is a great channel for that. Mm. Um, going back to pin in, Pinterest, um, you see, I don't use it, although I have got a board on there. Um, so is that well used, do you think? Or, uh... Uh, yeah, it's, it, it works slightly differently to all the other social media channels. So, so the social media channels like Facebook and Twitter, it's all about engagement. Whereas on Pinterest, it's, it's not really about engagement at all. It's about driving traffic to your website. So you, you use it more as a search engine tool than a social media tool. So you don't get much chat on there at all. Some people might comment, but you don't really use it to spark conversation. But you use it as a driver to get people to go to your website. Um, so it's for retailers, it's probably the best channel to be on because it's the highest converting. And I think something mm. like 80% of people who you know go visit a website from Pinterest convert so it's 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 mm. um yeah it's it's a really useful one certainly for e-commerce oh wow I didn't know that thank you for sharing that one that's <laughs> a really useful tip um what's the biggest lesson that you've learned since you started your business um I think the biggest lesson is just to keep learning um Certainly within my industry, it, everything changes. So when I finished my course after the six months, I would say that a lot of what I had learned had changed. Um, the social media channels are changing all the time. So I'm constantly having to learn the new mm. ways of working. Um, but also on a business level, I think it's so important to develop your, um, you know, your, your pers you know, it's your personal development. Um, so, you know, just, just, I just think just to keep learning, just keep improving your skills, your skill set, um, and just, yeah, keep sort of reading articles and going on webinars and finding small courses. I'm, I'm always trying to improve. When, when I did my course, it was everything on quite a basic level. So I, um, a lot of clients were asking me to run Facebook ads and we, we touched on it a little bit in the training, but hadn't gone into any depth um, with it so I then you know put myself onto an online course for Facebook advertising um, I wanted to use Pinterest more so I put myself onto an advanced where I actually had some one-to-one -one coaching with a very um, you know very highly thought of co uh, coach in with Pinterest mm. um, so yeah I think the lesson I've learned is just to just to keep learning Mm, I think it's really important. I totally agree with you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm under pressure at the moment. Um, and I keep saying this, everybody will be fed up with hearing me say this, but I'm doing assignments for um, Charter Management Institute Level 7 Diploma mm. in professional, um, uh, sorry, in strategic leadership and management. Um, and they've just told me the dates moved forward to the 1st of December for the final one in and I'm like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, it's living and breathing it most of the time so um <laughs> it's just as well i at least it'll be over and done with then and then i can move on to the next thing yeah. so that'll be good yeah. <laughs> it'll be great personal development <laughs> yeah exactly well I, i've passed three assignments i'm waiting for number four to be marked number five's nearly finished and then that will be it so oh, well done. Yeah. you're there the last yeah. hurdle. <laughs> last hurdle isn't it so yeah, yeah. Um, what was the biggest tip that you would give um listeners listening in to um using social media what's the biggest tip that you think would help them 
Um, I think before you do anything, you need to look at your target audience and really get to understand who it is that you're trying to target. You know, who, who, who is your ideal customer? And I think until you've done that, you can't really do anything else. And um, I do something with my clients where I create personas or avatars. And, and these are, we usually create three. And these are really detailed personas of who, who, who that customer is that that brand wants to, wants to um, attract. And that drills right down into everything from, you know, like their age, their, their gender, their interests, um, you know, what newspaper they read, where do they go on holiday, do they read any magazines, what, you know, what do they do on a day-to-day basis, where do they work? And I think once you understand that, then you can then look at, well, where do those people actually hang out? So do they hang out on Twitter? Do they hang out on Facebook? Are they on Pinterest? Um, because each of these channels have um, different demographics. Mm. So then you can work out, well, what channel do I actually need to be on? Mm. And then after that, um, you can then tailor your content to service those personas. So make sure that, um, that you know, if, if they're, it, you know, I don't know, this has been a bit generous, but, you know, if they're women in their, you know, 30s to 40s, their parents, they love fashion and beauty and um, well-being, then you perhaps wouldn't post something about the, the newest fast car or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, so it gives you real direction onto what the types of content you're going to post that are relevant to your brand as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That, that would be my... Yeah. That's fun. And I, I picked up there, you said that you normally do three with your clients, mm-hmm. which I thought was quite interesting because I've only ever done one. So, okay. um, but, but you're right, because depending on what products, as you say, and so even though mine is services, I still have different types of services. So it's something I need to think about. So thank you for that mm, tip. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll, you watch this space then after December. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to say, ask you, what defines success to you and what do you think makes someone successful? Um, I define success as um, doing something that you're proud of and doing something that you're passionate about. Um, I think, mm. you know, some people go into business because they want to be in business and they perhaps choose the wrong direction you know they perhaps think well I know that's going to make me loads of money but they're not really passionate about it um and I I believe that yeah if you can if you can be really believe in what you're doing be really proud of it yeah and passionate about it I think that for me is success yeah and and I can link that back to what you know you're saying that and what you often see employers asking their employees is, you know, are they proud to work for the business? Are they proud to tell people they work for the business? And if they can't, then really are they in the right job? Mm, yeah, yeah. And, and it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's so important because, you know, we spend a lot of our time working mm. and we, we need to be you know, proud of, proud of who we are and what we're doing. And, you know, are we making a difference? And are we, are we 
improving or are you know are we um yeah are we do doing things that that we can really sort of hold our hand up and say yeah I, I really I love what I do I enjoy what I do and I'm proud of where yeah. I've come and I'm excited about where I'm going yeah. uh, and I just think that's important on a personal level um you know just getting up every day and 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 being excited about the job you're going to do yeah no definitely um going back to uh you mentioned having a baby how many mm -hmm. children have you got out of interest two, two. Mm -hmm. um and um how do you work your business around them well my job is brilliant in that it is so flexible and as long as i've got my smartphone with me i can i can do my work anywhere mm. um so for me it's it's the perfect job because i'm still doing what i really love which is mm. marketing i'm still working for some brilliant brands uh but it you know it does fit in with family life i'm not saying that it's the <laughs> cake uh, three times a week I get up at 5am so that I can work for an hour between 5 and 6 before the kids get up. That is my what I call my power hour. I could probably get 10 times the amount of work done in that one hour than I do at, say, 8 o'clock at night. Mm. Um, and yes, I do work. You know, one, my, my youngest child goes to bed at 7 and then it's, you know, for me, it's back on the computer until about 9, 10 o'clock. But... Mm. I then get to, you know, take her to nursery, pick her up from nursery. My son is very sporty, so I get to watch him in all his sporting events. Um, it's flexible when it comes to holidays, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, um, yeah, just the flexibility is 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 brilliant. To, to, so that I can, I'd hate to be in an office where I had to go in Monday to Friday, nine to five. Mm. I had to, you know, if it was the Christmas nativity play and I had to try and book time off you know every time I wanted to do something I just don't think that would suit me no and I think I think I think that's a really good decision and it's great that your business can work around it because the story I always have is that um, I very rarely made um, sports days and my my mm. youngest daughter to this day holds it against me. Oh, no. <laughs> she just have to get over it, won't she? But oh. <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I have to say that I think businesses like are still not recognising flexible working for mums. And I think that's why Digital Mums came about because mm. there was this huge amount of... Um, skill set that had just you know of, of skill workforce that had just been forgotten about so you know it, there are many 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 women out there who've had children who have had a professional job have had their ch children want to go back to work but do not want to work full-time right. with the digital space now you know we're doing a video conference, you know, you can Skype, you can, you can email, you can text, you can WhatsApp, you don't have to be in an office. And I do feel like some businesses are missing out on some amazing skill that mums have um, mm. because they're not willing to offer flexible working. So yeah, 
I, I totally agree with you. I think I think wherever it's possible, it should be offered. Um, and it's been shown that it increases um, motivation and the positivity. Um, so why wouldn't you? Um, mm. As long as people can get in when they're really needed to an office yeah. or to yeah. the business premises, that's fine. And But working at home, there is no reason why you, you can't do it. And as you say, use all the digital tools. It's brilliant. Mm. So, yeah. That, that was that was interesting wanted to know a little bit more about yourself and your children so <laughs> I always think it gives a little bit more um meat to the bone as they say yeah. <laughs> no. it certainly makes you a multitasker doesn't it it does <laughs> yeah definitely um do you think I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question and it often causes a few um differences so do you think a business owner is a leader and if so what do you think makes a good leader yeah i really struggled with this. when um when i sort of saw this question and i thought oh i'm not sure um i've worked on my own for for so long now so when i was at the white company and links in london i did recruit people and i had um people working below me i say below me they were working with me but you know i was their line manager um um, so when it comes to leadership, I don't know. I don't know whether I've still got those skills or not, and whether I guess I guess it's it's tricky because if you are a solopreneur, you um, I guess you're a bit isolated. So are you a true leader? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and it is, a, it is a one that causes lots of discussion. I mean, to, to me, you're still a leader because at the end of the day, you're influencing your clients. Mm -hmm. uh, if you've got suppliers, you're influencing them. You're negotiating. You're using all the skill sets that you would use as a leader, but it's in a slightly different way. Yeah. And I think people often forget that and... So to me, um, some of the work I do around leadership styles um, is around, even if you're a sole business, um, you, you still need to be able to um, challenge, negotiate, um, influence all those skills you would use as a leader. You just don't realise that that's what you're still doing as a sole trader. Yeah, or your own I, think, um, I think we do, yeah, perhaps... And certainly with women, I think certainly with mums going into business, we have this thing, I I'm sure you've heard of it, imposter syndrome. Yeah. And so I think it's very difficult, you know, when you're sort of beavering away at home and, you know, just you and your laptop and your dog. And, <laughs> and to then um, suddenly see yourself as a leader. And, and I, it's certainly something that I've had to come to terms with over the last couple of years when I go to networking events mm. and I do have to pitch in front of, you know, in front of clients and I do have to sort of say, yes, I am an expert in my field. I've got 18 years experience. I know what I'm talking about and I have to sort of portray that, but it is very easy to sort of think, hmm, <laughs> not sure I am a leader or not. So mm. yeah, I think it's, uh, it, it, I, I can see that you have a lot of debate around this. Mm. So have you, in your past life, have you had managers and what have they been like? Have they, have they been, have they given you some great skills or? Yeah, I, I think I've been really lucky actually. And I've had some fantastic mentors and I think every manager is different and 
therefore you was well, I found that you know I had probably adapted the way I worked to, to that of the manager and I think it's the same the same goes now for my clients and I think that's probably what's given it's given me a bit of experience actually because every one of my clients is different mm -hmm. and so I have to treat them individually and uh, it's not a you know one fit you know uh, you know one size fits all so I think you know we're all different we're all different and certainly when it comes to working with other people sometimes you do need to adapt the way you communicate to to make sure that you're aligned and and, and um you know i've certainly had my you know experience with working in offices that you don't get on with everyone um so um I think when you're working with clients, it's slightly different because you know you you want to make things work. So I think you do adapt. Mm. I think maybe in an office environment, it's a little bit more tricky. Um. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. You're right because um, you're accommodating yourself when you're around, and when and when they're your customers, you want to give the best customer service anyway, don't you? So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting. I, I always love the um, sparks it causes. <laughs> so, okay, what's your number one piece of advice for people who want to start their own business? I think do your market research. Um, so whether you're offering a product or a service, make sure there are actually customers out there who actually want to buy your product or want to use your service and not just necessarily want to buy it or use it but need to so I think it's sort of finding finding a problem that you can solve um, and I think it's also important to find your niche and do something that's got more of a specialism there's certainly something that I found you know the course I did I think there's been well over a thousand graduates now so we're all offering social media. Mm. But what makes me stand out from all the other thousand mums out there who've done the course? Well, I've got 18 years of working with e-commerce brands. I've got 18 years of working with premium and luxury brands. I've worked within the fashion, interiors, gift, beauty sectors. So that for me is my niche. I could, and I do have businesses coming to me, you know, who are accountants, who are solicitors, and they say, oh, can you do my social media for me? And I said, well, I'd love to, but mm. that's not really what I specialize in. And there's, you know, plenty of people that I can send them to, which I do. And I just, I, at first, when I first started out, I thought, oh, am I, am I sort of, you know, spreading myself too thin? But actually, um, I think staying true to yourself and, and having that niche makes you much stronger in your field and makes you stand out from from the rest of the crowd. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, if you're first starting out, make sure that there's a problem that you're solving and then make sure that you're doing something different, that, it, that there is a specialism or a niche to it. Yeah, that sounds really helpful. Thank you. Who or what is your inspiration? I think I've, I've, I see myself as just so lucky to have worked with the most inspiring businesswomen. I would say pretty much all of the brands I have worked for 
bar the ones that are coming on, the clients that are coming on now, um, have been headed up by um, these uh, amazingly sort of strong, driven women who, um, they're usually the ones who've got a real creative edge to the brand and they've had a really clear vision of what um, they wanted their brand to be. And I just really admire all these sort of female entrepreneurs. So, you know, it started out with Chrissy Rucker at the White Company. I then worked for Anushka Dukas at Links of London, who then has now built another brand called Anushka Jewelry. So, you know, I had, um, you know, I was very lucky that I worked with her in both brands. Tamara Hill Norton of Sweaty Bessie. Um, I didn't really have too much communication with her, but um, her sister worked for her and I, and I had a lot of, one-to-one things with her sister and 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 so and, and also um a, a lady i'm working with now on two brands which is stephanie betts josephine home and drape london and i'm just in awe of how how they've built their brands and how their brands differ from everything else that is out there and they're mm. hugely creative and hugely driven and energetic and um, very particular about their brand and what it should be and you know the, the um, tone of voice and the brand ethics and things so yeah I, um, mm. and, they, and they are all brands that um, are well known aren't they yeah and yeah, yeah so um, they've got to have done something right to, yeah. get, to get them out there <laughs> yeah. but I mean yeah I mean I just I feel their passion and, and I think that's what drives me on because yeah. I want to portray their passion to their customers um and you know even the brands i'm working for now just um you can just see that they're um yeah they're just they're just so focused and and you know they're they're um, to be admired really yeah yeah you mentioned the jewelry one and um i love that jewelry that's that's my dream to have some of that jewelry <laughs> i need to put it on my christmas list don't i oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go um so we're coming to the last question now mm-hmm. um so what is the biggest business tip and i know you've already shared some mm-hmm. that you could uh give to the business owners listening now to take away from this podcast a, a really great one that would would get them thinking Okay, so I think um, it's important to set yourself small goals. I think it's great to have like this bigger vision, the bucket list of what you want to achieve in your business, but that doesn't come straight away. And so I think you can become quite disheartened with your goals if they're just too big to achieve. So I think set yourself small goals Mm -hmm. and celebrate the wins regularly. and just don't give up. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it is hard to do. You have to put the hours in. Business is not going to come to you. You have to go out and grab the business. But the rewards are phenomenal when, when, when it all goes right. Um, but I think, yeah, setting those in enormous goals is, is great to have that vision. But um, set yourself daily goals, set yourself weekly goals, monthly goals, um you know see where you want to be in six months in a year rather than saying but you know in five years ten years i want to have a multi-million pound business (laughs) yeah 
and you're right because it's those steps isn't it it's that mm. t chugging along and getting there and it's not it's not a quick win most of no. the time no we all have to work at it really to be honest yeah, so, yeah agree that's a brilliant tip <laughs> thank you and that's a lovely note to end on so um kerry thank you so much for joining in um and taking part in this podcast really appreciate all the tips you've shared lovely to talk to you and get to know you thank so, you ever so much thanks nicola Thank you. This is the People Mentor signing off. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you need any help or advice, please contact Nicola on Nicola Richardson at thepeoplementor.co.uk. The People Mentor, driving your business forward.